Baseball season has started. Mariners are already struggling, but we are not here to talk baseball this week. We are talking golf. Specifically, it's Masters week. I know. I know. This is a heel turn of the century for me talking golf. But hey, we need to uh, expand our interests. We have a golf expert, Alan Unzelman, will be joining us. I'm Tim Kelly, and this is Courts and Fields. Now, this is a first talking golf on courts and fields. We have brought in the expert, Alan Unzelman. Alan, a golf aficionado. I, I, I use that word as a crutch, but Alan, how are you today? I'm great. I don't know if expert would be the, the best lead for me, but uh, I watch golf on TV once in a while. How's that? Well, that's good. You, you've been known to play as well. Everybody else that's come on this podcast, I don't know. Well, I think we've had some golf fans on the show, but uh, no one's taught golf. You are the first. Big weekend, Masters week. Um, you are a big fan of the Masters, your favorite golf tournament, I assume. Yeah, it's, it's number one. I'd say it's number one. Number one. And uh, if only it would line up with Father's Day weekend, right? But, hey, you know, you could use that as an excuse. Well, the U.S. Open is on Father's Day, right? It is. So it is. And, you know, you like to stretch out your days of the year that you get you get peace and quiet to watch TV. So <laughs> There you go. But Masters this weekend. So why why is the Masters important? Oh, good question. Good way to start. So I, I think – there's, I think, a confluence of a number of factors, and I'll start. I guess I'll start with the basic and most obvious, and move to the to the more nuanced ones. But I think, you know, the, the first and most obvious answer, Tim, is that it's the first one of the year. Uh, I think that's the low hanging fruit. It, there's only four majors in golf. Um, some people like to count the players, which is uh, in March. But um, if you're a purist, um, it, there are only four majors, and it's the first one of the year. So. Uh, coming out of a, a long, dreary winter, um, it's the first major of the year. It kind of coincides with spring. Sometimes it doesn't look like spring outside, but kind of coincides with the spring season. And so I think that that breeds a lot of interest. Um, I think it's also transcendent in the sport in that, as I mentioned, it's, they're, 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 it's one of only four majors. Um, but the other three majors, the U.S. Open, the British Open, or the Open, um, some call it the British Open, um, and the PGA Championship are all affiliated with, with other bodies, right? Are all affiliated yeah. with the, the governing bodies of golf. So the governing bodies of golf are the, the USGA, which is the U.S. golf sanctioning body, the RNA, which is across the pond, uh, the governing body over there. They host the and control the, the Open Championship. The USGA controls the U.S. Open. And then the PGA Championship, which is the fourth major of the year, is um, operated and run by the PGA of America. Now, it's important to understand the PGA of America is not affiliated with the PGA Tour. They're actually two different things. PGA of America, they once were together long, long ago, but they're two different organizations. It's kind of the the PGA of America is kind of the industry group of, of PGA professionals. Um, and they, they host the, the fourth. The Masters is separate, so it sort of transcends all of those. Um, and in that way, is sort of kind of the hub and brings together kind of all the champions into one is, and is sort of the, that great championship. Um, but I think it goes back to, for me personally, I think this, you know, what makes the Masters special, I think is obviously a subjective question. Um, and I, I think for me, it goes back to history and legacy, right? I think... Um, yeah. You know, if we're going to talk about the the origin of golf, that is not the U.S., right? Like, like so many great things in life, the the origin of it transcends the United States um, and goes back to you know Scotland and and the the home of golf, which is um, which is St. Andrews. Um, but in terms of, I think U.S. golfing history, and I think a, a very pivotal part of golfing history was um, kind of surrounds Augusta National where the golf where the Masters is played in Augusta, Georgia and that golf course, Augusta National Golf Course. Um, it was built at a time and it really harkens back to I think the gold what, what's commonly referred to as the golden age of golf course architecture. Um, and uh, 
I won't go too far into this, this kind of nerdy history stuff, but it was designed by an architect named Dr. Alistair McKinsey. Um, and and uh, notably for me, a guy by the name of, of Bobby Jones. Uh, Bobby Jones notably was a very, very, very elite golfer. Um, but back in 1934, when he kind of founded Augusta National, he was an amateur. Uh, and back then, pro golf wasn't as much of a thing. And he never wanted to take money to do it. So he had a le legacy career, was this was awesome golfer, um, but he, was, he never went pro. He was always an amateur, and he was, he was actually a lawyer by trade. Um, but he, he brought a lot of honor to the game. Um, is kind of one of the, the pillars of the, the founding of, of um, really the, a lot of interest in the game of golf in the United States um, and was really kind of a, a seminal force behind founding the Augusta National Golf Course and uh, the Masters as a whole. So I think to me, it harkens back to all of that. And then you've got the course, right? And, and everything that's happened on the course and in the in the Masters tournament um, over the last you know 80, 90 years. Um, you obviously got Jack Nicholas's uh, all the ma all the Masters that he won, his eighty six Masters win. You've got the famous um, Greg Norman flops chokes in history. You've got Tiger Woods in ninety seven, most notably Tiger Woods in twenty nineteen. Some of just the greatest memories of all time. And, and some of the greatest highlight clips of all time are just, you know, played from, you know, cue it from a Sunday or a Saturday at Augusta National. And it just, it has that look when you turn on your TV on Saturday or Sunday to watch the, the Masters, just all those, all those memories come back. And just the way that over time, it's had staying power, right? It, Augusta National yeah, yeah. has had staying power. Some of its legacy is not, you know, something to be, you know, uh, I'll just say some some of its history is something to be proud of, and some some of it's not um, something to be proud of. Not unlike our own nation's history, obviously, you know, and, and everyone's history in terms of um, there are things we look back on and, and are proud of, and things that, that we look back on and aren't as proud of. And, and you know, history, you know, Augusta National is no exception. But I think um, seeing them grow and, and seeing it change over time, I think right now one one of the really cool things is the what's called the ANWA, the Augusta National Women's Open. Um, and they're in like the third or fourth year of that now. And it's a women's amateur tournament that's hosted oh, nice. the week before. Um, and that brings in people from all the world. Um, and it's become kind of the women's amateur largest event of the year, um, the week before the Masters. Um, so just seeing the, the, the contributions it's made to the game um, over time and just the course itself. The course itself, designed by Dr. Alistair McKenzie, is just from a golf course architecture standpoint, it's just the subtleties and nuances of the course are just um, create just a test that that is that's matched by very few around the world. So, yeah, and and, and touching on that, right? Like, I mean, you, you, uh, obviously, not a noted golf uh, expert slash fan on this end of the conversation, but uh, I do know about. Amen corner. I do know about yep. the azaleas, you know, just the yep. luscious greens, all those things. So it is, and it's just, it's always picture perfect. It is. It is to the, to the point where they even like, they even grow in separate greenhouses, the, some of the azaleas and the plants and, you know, bring them in on trucks the week before. I mean, it really is sort of extreme and there's, there's parts of it that go that are kind of a kind of cheesy in that regard, but the beauty and, and um, just, you know, immaculate um, landscape is 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 really unmatched, and and the way it's kind of preserved, it's the exclusivity of it all is is annoying and eye rolling at times. But it's also uh, they've done a good job preserving their legacy, obviously. Um, and you know, it's what's interesting. There's just so many. There's so many things about the course that you don't necessarily see unless you're you're watching. You know, carefully. For example, it's probably the hilliest, and and as far as elevation changes it's probably the you know one of the most hardest walks in all of golf um at least on the pga tour so um you know things like that make it a really a really different test for the for the for the pros so yeah and and uh yeah you can talk about the uh exclusivity of it the uh i i know uh from when we've talked in the past like it's kind of like you can't just go up and be like i'd like to be a member right you gotta you gotta know somebody Yes, that's correct. Notably, and notably, you can't even buy your way in. 
um, you can't even ask the worst, the worst I I've heard the worst thing you can do is ask. Um, but you know, I'm, and I, I think, I think Bill Gates is a member, right. But I, it, I, from what I've gathered, I mean, I'm sure it's expensive, but for the member list, you know, the dues are really aren't that much. Um, and they don't need it. Right. They make bajillions of dollars on, on the masters and everything and the TV, the TV rights. Um, but they just want the exclusivity and the, the stability and, and the, you know, the, the good management from their, from their members. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, next to impossible to become a member um, and really hard to get on there. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's just kind of, it, you know, it creates this exclusivity that I think is, and, and I think a lot of folks, you know, it's frustrating at times and, you know, I, you take the good with the bad because it's created the lore. Right. But um I don't know that I would have a lot of fun playing. I would probably be there all day. Um, but <laughs> you know, it's you know, I I, I think they're try. I think there there's been efforts to to try to you know open it up to other people and and um, especially other populations uh, over the past years. But yeah, that's one thing they really are uh, they are, are interesting about is the exclusivity and, and you know even you can't have a cell phone. Sam, cell phones are even banned. Uh, the week of the tournament. So if you if you watch TV this week, you'll see uh, you won't see anyone taking pictures of Tiger in the background with their phone, um, or you shouldn't. So, yeah that that that's uh, that's really interesting. It's also really hard to even get tickets to the event, right? It is. It is. It's, yeah. it's not. Um, it's not impossible. It's just um, I think they do do a good job of limiting so that they don't have just massive crowds in there. Um, but yeah, I think once you're in, you know, from from all from everything I've heard, I, I haven't been there unfortunately, but um, it's on the bucket list. But um, it's you know, I I it sounds like it's a really cool experience once you're there, and and you know, people appreciate they do keep the crowds somewhat controlled and low. Um, but you know, one thing that's notable is that the prices aren't like Safeco Field or or was it T-Mobile <laughs> Park now? T-Mobile, um, yeah. And uh, always you know, like Safeco a, though. Like a, like a, like a, like a typical sports venue. Um, you know, you've probably heard of the famous like pimento cheese sandwiches, where yes. they are, but, uh, you'll see it sometime this weekend, somewhere on social media, somebody will post a picture of like the concession stand prices and they're, they're extremely reasonable. Um, so it's just, it's just one of those things. And like, they don't call fans, fans, they're, they're called patron. They call them patrons. Uh, patrons aren't allowed to run. You're not allowed to run on the course. Um, it's not the front nine and the front nine and the back nine. It's the first nine and the second nine. Just things that are like kind of over the top at times, but all kind of feed into this this lore that is Augusta National. So, and 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 uh, the winners, um, the, the winners go to Butler Cabin. What exactly is Butler Cabin? The Butler Cabin is where they put on um their green jacket. So when you win, you get a green jacket. Um. And that is where the winner from the prior year um, is in Butler cabin. And, and the winner from that year goes in and um, the winner from the prior year puts on uh, the green jacket onto the, the winner. Everyone's fitted for their jacket before the, I think before the tournament. And so um, you can't, um, the jacket stays. You don't, you don't get to take the jacket when you leave. Oh, really? Um, yeah. You I get know, to, I know the winner takes it for a year. You can take it home with you. Um, other than that, it stays there and you, you wear it when you're on grounds. Um, so when you get there, there's a special champion champions locker room and you can go in your lockers in there and you can, you get your jacket and wear it around. Um, and then that throughout the week, there's things like the champions dinner, which I think is tonight every year they have a, a dinner with just the champions. Um, but you know, for example, and you only get one. Um, so I've heard people say like, Oh, Tiger Woods has, you know, four or five or how many, however many green jackets and his, no, he only has, he only has one. They, they just, they re-give it to you. Um, so it's, it's kind of interesting. But. So maybe if Tiger packed on a few pounds between 97 and 2019, maybe it's a different jacket, but he doesn't have multiples, what you're saying. It, it, it's probably extended or, you know, with Tiger, <laughs> it's probably been extended and then taken back in over yeah, time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> He's that's like true. gotten bigger and then, and then shrunk. Yeah. Um, but it's always funny to see when they first put it on because they've been measured for it, but they've never actually tried it on. So you see when they first put it on, it's like, you know, sometimes it fits better than others, but um, 
they get that, then they get like two point one million dollars too. So the, I mean, it's not like they don't. There's no. <laughs> there, there's some real yeah. cash on the line too, and then they get. Um, I get an, like an honorary member for life of Augusta National. So, um, and you, and you qualify. I mean, you you have exemption to every tournament too, right? You well, yeah. Uh, no, I don't know if you're gonna. You when you win the Masters, you're not gonna need a, an exemption to every every PGA. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but you mean, get like, every every Masters. Like you get to come back and play every year, um, and you get um, a five year. You know, the winners of the majors. I think they generally get a five year exemption in, into majors for five years so like, okay. so it's very it's a very selective field for the masters too so you'll see uh like the generally the top 50 in the world at a certain point some point recently like the winners of last year's main tournaments um and then you know the winners of the last majors for the last five years and then and all like the winners an, from an amateur, masters. Right? yeah and then it, that, that's really cool the top two the the winner, I think, of the USAM, the, the the final two, the two who make the finals for the USAM, um, and they actually um, stay in what's called, they, not the Butler Cabin, but they stay in what's called the Crow's Nest. Um, and that dates back to amateurs way back in the day when they invite, invite the amateurs, but uh, they wouldn't have, the amateurs wouldn't get paid and so they didn't have where to stay so they let them stay in butler's cabin and to this day they still let them stay in butler's cabin you can go online and see pictures of not butler's cabin um the crow's nest the crow's nest um, yeah, yeah. you can you can go on and see it, it you know and I, I think what i've heard from you know interviews with most of the amateurs you stay there like the first night just because it's cool tradition but then after the first night you want to be somewhere with an alarm clock and somewhere where you can actually get some sleep so um but <laughs> there's yeah <laughs> another uh another uh another cool tradition so yeah that, that is awesome so uh speaking of traditions there's a, a new tradition of uh players taking money from the saudis to go play in the backed live tour now as you mentioned this is not a pga event so uh the live guys are able to play i, mean, I guess i was gonna ask why are the live guys playing in this tournament it's interesting i mean that's that's sort of like made the I hate the comparison to the Super Bowl. Everyone's like, oh, this is the Super Bowl of golf. It's like, yeah, I mean, the Super Bowl is just the Super Bowl, right? I mean, it's hard yeah. to compare things, apples and oranges or, or pears to oranges, right? I mean, it's like calling the World Series. It's just, it's hard to compare them. Um, but I've said it to a couple people this week, it's like shaping up to be kind of like WrestleMania. It's like kind of like the WrestleMania of golf because you've yeah. got so many, you've got so many factors coming coming together. And the biggest one is, is, is like you said, the live golf tour players coming for the first time this year, being allowed to play in a, in a golf tournament with the PGA tour uh, members. And so what happened was there's this other competing turn, this other competing um, league that was started last year by the Saudis, um, Saudi back backed league. And they came in and just threw gobs and gobs of money. I mean, like 125 or 150 million purportedly at a lot of the players to leave the tour. Um, and so there are lawsuits, you know, they left the tour and some, some of them took the money, um, obviously. And so uh, Phil, you know, being the top among them, the winner of the, the Open last year, Cam Smith, uh, took the money. Um, and they then um, went to the Live Tour and um, PGA Tour banned them from the PGA Tour. They, you know, they, the Live guys, a bunch of them sued. Uh, they asked for a, an immediate injunction to allow them to play in the golf tournaments um, judge threw that, threw that out and, you know, said, no, I'm not doing that. And, and then uh, most of the people, most of the live tours dropped the lawsuit against the PGA tour. I think in some form there's still a lawsuit going on, but I'm not sure of what import it is at this point. Um, but you know, there's a, there's a lot of controversy, um, because a lot of the, the guys that went to live, um, you know, Dustin Johnson, also a big one among them, um, you know, don't, don't see a problem with him. Just, you know, got paid 125, 150 million to go over there. Um, and now are wanting to play in the majors. And I, you know, it doesn't, you know, the problem is it's not clear the other majors are going to let him in. Um, I don't, I think the U S open and the British open will go in the same direction, whichever they go. Um, but the problem for them is there's world golf ranking points and you qualify for the, for the majors by either, you know, winning a major or 
you know, your ranking at the time. And that's based on world golf ranking. Well, the world golf, the live players don't play. They only play 54 holes and they don't play. It's kind of team and it's kind of exhibition. So they don't get world golf ranking points. And so the problem with that is that they, it, you know, right now they're only, at, you know, nine months out from having played on the tour and they haven't moved down far enough yet. But in a couple of years, in a year or two, a lot of these guys aren't going to qualify anymore. Um, but the guys who have won the Masters in the past, like Patrick Reed, Phil Mickelson, Cam Smith, uh, Sergio, uh, those guys, you know, like I said earlier, if you win the Masters, you get invited back for life. Um, so although other majors came out and said, hey, Liv, guys, you aren't welcome here. The Masters in December sent out a letter saying kind of playing the trying to play the middle of the road saying for now, I, I think you can find the, the chairman. Fred Ridley said it, the, the letters online. But I, I, I haven't read it, but it says something along the lines of, um, you know, we're going to let you guys in for this year and, and try to maintain, you know, the, the most competitive field in in all of golf. Um, and so this is the for the first time. I mean, technically, these guys are still suing a lot of the PGA, the PGA Tour, which is the PGA Tour is the PGA Tour player, right? It's just a consor- it's just a consortium of yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the players. And so it's like they're suing them, and they're there. They walk on course and are there standing next to them. So there's a lot of expectations about how that was going to go down, and and. Last year, when they showed up to the U.S. Open, a few of them did. Um, it wasn't. It was a little bit tenuous. Um, but this year, it's been a lot less so. Um, there was a lot of talk beforehand, um, but it's really. It, it seems pretty mellow, and I think a lot of that is just chalked up to Augusta National saying, like, "Hey, you know, you know, we don't. We're not gonna. We're not gonna have any of that here. Um, we're gonna be. You know, you guys are gonna behave like everyone's gonna behave like professionals." So. Um, I think if if there is any controversy, I think it's it's been muted and and it's been a little bit you know pushed under the under the under the table for this year so or for for this week. So it, it it's it's interesting though, right? Because I, I I've seen some things about people not thinking that live guys will fare that well because, like you said, it's uh, well you you didn't say this you alluded to it not being as competitive. And, and actually, Cam, Cam Smith said it this. Yeah, I think yesterday. I think he said in an interview, you know, obviously we don't have we don't have a, the, the the our fields aren't as strong, right? Our, our we're not as we don't have as strong of fields in our in our weekly tournament. So, um, yeah, no, and they don't. They've only played three. They play a lot less, right? Um, yeah. So they only they've only played three tournaments this year, and and I think you know the the most famous case of this is Tiger Woods, but Tiger Woods always says, you know, I just need reps. I need reps. I need reps. And and you know reps and being able to play in a lot of tournaments is is really important for these guys and it's going to be really interesting to see how they do i think this year it'll be a little bit um a little bit reduced just because i think they have been able to you know they're only six to nine months off of off of playing regularly um i think it'll be a thing um it'll be a factor but i don't think it'll be as present and noticeable but i think in coming years it's going to be really noticeable as these guys only play um, play, you know, a quarter or less of the tournaments uh, year after year after year. So I, I, I think you will see a dramatic difference uh, going forward. So, yeah, that it, it's, uh, it's, it's, I guess it's not something that you could replicate going out every weekend and playing 72 holes either. Right. No, no, you really can't. And, and, and just the, you know, the competition, right. I mean, it's, it's not there, you know, and I, I think what some of the live guys are, are experiencing is it's just not there. Uh, the, the, the level of competition just, it's not there. I mean, I think I hate to keep quoting Tiger Woods, but it's like <laughs> the problem is paying guys on the way in the door, right? If you get paid in yeah. the, on the way, if you get paid for to do something, you get paid on the way in the door. The problem is going to be, <laughs> why do you, well, I'm just, I'm going to coast to a, a, an even par. I mean, I, I I don't think that's necessarily the case, but I, it's hard to recreate. I think that organic competition that you see guys like Rory and, you know, Scotty Scheffler going at it, you know, two weeks ago at the Dell match play or something like that. It's hard to, you know, or even at the players or something like that, or, you know, 
just week on and, and week off the tour, like it just, I think that's hard to recreate. Um, not to say it can't happen, but um, I think it's, I think it's tough. So. Well, yeah, there, that aspect of it too. And like you said, I mean, the psychological aspect of not really seeing people around much when you're golfing, you know, the crowds are smaller at these live events. Nobody's watching or really paying attention to these three live events. And like yeah. you said, if you're going to them practice, on, I think they're on the CW, the, the CW <laughs> channel, like, only in certain networks or something. I get like a point two rating or something like that. Yeah. And, and like in like New York city that it was like something like, they're getting outdrawn by like replays of like wild, wacky animals and stuff like that, you know? So it's yeah. like, they're not getting seen. And then even if they were to just like, we were talking about go out and practice. Well, it's just that different psychological thing. Sure. You can go shoot 72, but there's going to be nobody watching you, you know, and that, that adds an aspect to it. Do you think they'll put pressure on themselves because of playing on the live tour? Does that question make sense? Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I, I think I think that that question's been asked. I also think there's going to be some pressure. I think if anything, there's going to be some pressure on the PGA Tour guys. Um, I think they feel pressure oh, to yeah. step up and perform for the tour. I don't think they need to, right? I mean, I keep everyone keeps saying, "What happens if a live guy wins?" Um, live guy very well may win this week. And I, um, is it bad for the game? I don't think it's bad or good for. I mean, I think. You can have your opinions on live and all that, and I certainly do. But um, I think it's really apart from you know, it's really a snapshot this weekend. I mean, can, can Cam Smith win the Masters? Absolutely. Uh, can Dustin Johnson win the Masters? Absolutely. Um, does that you know does that really analog over to the broader debate of live and and and, and everything else? Not really. Um, but I think yes. The to answer your question, I think they'll both be they'll, they'll both feel it. Um, I think there, it, there's probably a lot of hype building up this week, um, and they're probably feeling some of that. I think by the time Thursday rolls around and they tee off, uh, I think some of that will subside. And then I think, you know, coming down the stretch on Sunday, if, if Sunday afternoon, if, if on the back nine with all that pressure and buildup, I mean, if it's Patrick Reed versus uh, – I'm not sure he'll be there, but if it's Patrick Reed versus, say, Rory and Jordan Spieth or something like that, um, I think that'll make for great television. And yeah, I think that'll be a huge factor. Um, so I, yeah, I, I think it's a factor. Um, and it's a factor that could add some pressure at certain points of the week. Um, but by and large, I mean, these folks are professionals and I think they'll probably, once they get out there and, and tee things off, I think, I think they'll probably just get in the zone. Yeah. I mean, really, if you, you just got to get out there that first day, then you, then after the second day, make sure you make the cut and then, it's probably just the normal pressure of a golf tournament, right? Yeah, I think so. And and there's so many other, you know, there's so many other things going on too. There's so many other storylines. Um, I mean, for example, you've got, you know, you've got, uh, you got Rory going for the Grand Slam, right? And Rory, yeah. the only, you know, he would be, I think, the fourth or fifth person ever to win all, you know, win all the majors, right? Uh, to win the Grand, the career Grand Slam, and he's gotten so close at Augusta, and he's never done it, and he's playing decently well right now um and you know he's getting up there you know you only get so many chances and i think i think he realizes that so uh add to that he's kind of become the torchbearer for um the pga tour you know they call him call him the prince of ponte vitra which is where the pga tour is located down in, in california or in florida oh. but um he's sort of he and tiger have, have sort of been the guys if you will for the for leading the pga tour so he's kind of put all, he's kind of put all that on him so i think there's probably a little bit of that too and and i think you know rory when you know the few years ago the open championship was at uh in northern ireland his where he's from you know put a lot of pressure on him to perform and i think he put a lot of pressure on himself and they didn't did he make the cut right um and so I think, you know, he hasn't won a major, aside from that, he hasn't won a major in nine years, despite winning as many majors as he has. Um, so I think he feels it. Uh, you know, I think there's, 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 um, Scotty Scheffler's going for his second, you know, back to back, which hasn't been done. I think, I think Tiger's the only other person to win back to back Masters. Um, and then you've got, you know, you got a lot of storylines. You got Jordan Spieth trying to get back in after the, the, the win at the amazing, probably the one of the biggest win of all time. One, one of the best performances of all time, certainly at Augusta in 20, 
uh, I think 15 and then the meltdown in 2016 the on the back nine. Um, trying to get back in, in, uh, in, in the, into Butler cabin. So a uh, lot of storylines. And um, so I think, you know, I think ultimately I that probably takes a back seat. Um, but I think Sunday afternoon of coming down the stretch, I think that um, if there's live guys and PGA tour guys in the final pairings, I, I think it'll be a huge, huge factor. Well, you gave us some storylines. Who, who are some names to watch? I get, you got to first point is to go to the big three, right? I think, you know, John Rom, John Rom just keeps coming back to me. Hot ones right now. I, I Scotty, obviously, I mean, Scotty Scheffler is, is an, on top right now, obviously. And, and picking him is kind of, it's almost seems unfair. Um, and then you've got Rory up there as well. Um, so I think those are the big three um, to watch. I think there's huge storylines with uh, Rory and 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 for to a, maybe a lesser degree, I think I think Scotty, but Scotty Scheffler. But um, I think um, John Rom is just plays. You know, he's just really, really, really good, and he's. I, I think that he's got he's got a game that that lends itself. I think more than some people think to Augusta, he just hadn't done it there. Um, so, I mean, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I, some people, I mean, he's a, he's just one of the best ball strikers and I, you know, I don't think he gets credit for that. Um, but you know, it's, it's a, yeah, it's really a Augusta nationals, a unique course in that it, it tests every fa- It just demands every facet of the game. And, you know, from, you gotta be able to drive it, you gotta be long, but you also gotta be able to shape it, you know, and you gotta be a, a be a decent ball striker and be able you got to be able to putt really well and you got to putt really well that week. Um, so, you know, he does all the, he checks all those, Rom really checks all those boxes. Um, and I keep saying one of these years, he's going to put it all together. Um, but you know, it's just, it's just one of those things he, Rory hasn't either. Um, so, I mean, I, I think, I think it's a tougher year to pick than most. Um, I picked, I picked Scheffler last year and, first time I think I've ever picked any, anyone on a master's pick, but um, I don't know. I, I think it's hard to pick Scotty cause I think it's hard to go back to back, but I think those are the names that keep popping up. So. So uh, Tiger Woods has also been in the news. Is he going to play? Yep. He's there. So what, uh, what are the expectations for Tiger these days? I mean, 2019, four years ago now at this point. Yeah, and, and I think between 2019 and now, you've had, you know, you almost died, right? Um, oh, yeah. A fer- just a ferocious car accident um, in February of 2021, I believe. Um, and, you know, he, you know, he was, from what it sounds like, somewhat close to having his leg amputated and just, just a brutal injury. Um, so to be able to walk again, I think is, is quite, is quite the feat uh, to be able to play golf at the professional level. I think is even a, is even a, a really big accomplishment for him at this point. So last year he goes out there and makes the cut, which was just amazing. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, then this earlier this year, I mean, watching him play the rest of the majors last year was, was kind of brutal because he would show up and, and he made the cut at, at a couple of them, but um, just to watch him walk, um, they want to be one thing, but you know, these guys are playing every day, you know, Monday through Wednesday. And then, you know, the tournament starts on Thursday by Friday or Saturday, you know, watching them warm ups would just be brutal. Just watch him walk and try to pick up balls. Um, you just look so sore, but um, you know, I think, you know, he's always said the unique thing about Tiger is he's always said, Hey, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be one of these guys who comes out here and gets it. Cause if you're a winner, if you're a past champion of the masters, you get a lifetime invite, right? And so there's guys out there that are 65, you know, still playing. He says, look, I'm, I'm never going to do that. Like, I'm not going to tee off on the first tee unless I think I can win. Um, that's just not how I play. And I'll, I'll play golf my whole life, but I won't be out here, you know, competing. Um, so, you know, the question is, you know, if he's out there, he, out here, can he win? I mean, I'll never say Tiger Woods can't win i'm just not gonna i'm not gonna stay say that because obviously he's proven so many people wrong um but you know it's it's a tough feat like i said earlier it's a really really it's probably the toughest course uh on the tour on the schedule that they that they have to walk 
Um, and I think that it's scheduled to rain and be like down in the fifties this weekend, which doesn't help because it makes walking harder, uh, the softer course. And, uh, it's, you know, you know, the ball doesn't carry as well cause it, you don't get any bounce. So it's going to be, it's going to play a little longer if it's wet. Um, the cold with all of the, uh, arthritis and everything, the soreness and everything he has cold doesn't really favor him either. So, um, I'd love to see him make the cut. I'd love to see him in contention. Um, but I just, I love to see him there. Right. And, um, I think he, it's fun to watch him. And I think we'll be watching for at least a few more years there. Um, but you know, I think he can make the cut. Um, do I expect him to be in contention on Sunday? Probably not. Um, but I'd love to see it. And I, you know, Tiger Woods is listening to this, you know, I hope he proves me wrong. So, <laughs> well, I hope so. I hope he's one of our loyal listeners. Prove me, um, prove me wrong, Tiger. And yeah, there, there was some event recently, uh, you know, a lawsuit from a former uh, significant other, I guess. Um, I don't know it's, if it's everything that Tiger Woods has, has been through in the last 20 years, that this is just sort of, eh, but it doesn't feel like it's much, that's much of a, that's absolutely actually popping up as much of a story uh, or much of a factor here this week. Um, it's in the background, I think for the most part, but um, Tiger's pretty, pretty respectful of Augusta national and, and not letting things be, be issues. So um you know, I, I think to the extent it was, he would quash it. But um, I, I don't get the impression that's been much of a much of a story, even, you know, off course or, or, or anywhere. So, I mean, I think it might become one. Um, but, you know, I think it pales in comparison to the stories of, that, that have surrounded Tiger in the last 20 years. So, well, and also it's like uh, what is it? he supposedly said he was she claims that he said he was going to take her on a vacation and then change the locks after dropping her off. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's one of those things. If you read the, if you read the, uh, the lawsuit, if you read the plaintiff side of the lawsuit. It's quite the, it's quite the story. I'm, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's responsive um, declarations and affidavits that, that, that paint a different side of the story. But um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> and there's, I think there's a non-disclosure agreement in there somewhere. And there's a motion to set aside the non-disclosure agreement because on the basis of, that she was a, a victim of uh, domestic abuse or, or sexual abuse or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. I think is, you know, yeah, I, it'll all shake out, but uh, I think this one, this one probably, uh, this problem, this one, unfortunately is probably um, just a, well, fortunately or unfortunately is probably a, a minor, a rather minor one on, on, on his scale of, of the things that have, have he's been through in the last 20 years. So. Yes. Yes. Sounds like it. That's uh, not much of a statement because he's been through a lot. I, I know. Yeah. I was thinking like, yeah, having, having, uh, Elon, you know, smashing out the windows of the car. Uh, and per- you know, wasn't it a Perkins waitress or something like per- that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, and then even, yeah. you know, the, the wreck itself. I mean, I, I remember like, this is, this really shows how pathetic I am. Um, I remember <laughs> where, I remember where I was when I, when I saw that I, you know, the, the, the news break that basically like Tiger Woods was dead and had died. Right. Yeah. 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 So, and interestingly, there was another golfer uh, in, in history that um, drawn a blank on the name um, that also suffered a huge, uh, huge, huge, was in a huge, huge car accident and fought his way back too. Um, but it's really, 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 as you can imagine, really, really hard, but um, yeah, he's had a, he's had a pretty, He's definitely lived his life, so. Well, yeah, I mean, so much of your power comes from your legs, you know, and, yeah, when you don't. Yeah, and, you know, he had his back fused, too. I mean, he yeah. basically had to get, you know, he take, took out part of his back and had to change his whole swing as a result because it, it, it severely limited his rotation. So, um, yeah, he's been through a lot. I mean, I and, you know, some of the more interesting debates that you'll hear are the debates between, you know, who's the greatest ever between he, Jack and Tiger and um, – You'll never convince me that that Tiger is not the greatest golfer ever. Um, I think, you know, it's undeniable that Jack has 18 and Tiger has 15. Um, but I think Tiger also has 72 wins too, which is which is significantly more, I think a chunk more than than Jack on that side. But I mean, the numbers you you really can't dispute. I think Jack has the better numbers, but I also don't think you can just dispute that. I don't. I just. 
there's never going to be another tiger. Right. I, and I'm, no. I'm really, I'm really careful uh, to say that. Cause I think, I think we get caught up in recency bias and in sports. Oh, absolutely. Never be another, you know, fill in the blank. There'll never be another Jordan. There'll never, never be another. Um, I just, you know, there's never going to, I just, I don't think there's going to be one that has that, that mindset, the, the same mindset. And I think that's the biggest thing about Tiger, right? Is it just the six inches between the ears? I mean, just a fierce competitor and, and one that just, he just knew he got better with pressure. I mean, and, and that's still, I think the recipe is that, you know, I can barely walk, but you know, I still got, I still got great hands. I can chip. Uh, I can still hit it. I mean, he's one of the best eight iron in the, in the world, I think. Um, or at least historically he was, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. he can, you know, you know, I can, I still got great hand. I can still chip and I can still putt. And so, and I know this course really well. So bring it. I mean, I, I think, um, you know, he can barely walk it. He's out there making a cut of the masses. And that's why it's like, I, you know, it's, it's kind of like that, that line, that, that part of that scene from Goodwill hunting where, um, Matt Damon rips up the, you know, he wads up the math equation. And he's like, this is so simple. And he throws it in the fire and the guy tries to, to, you know, get the math equation out. It's like, this is so simple guys. How, how come you guys can't do this? Um, but I, you know, it's like, that's kind of him at Augusta national. He just knows this course so well, he's always going to have an advantage there. Um, and so I think that's why you'll see him play there. And there, you know, if he's got a shot to ever win again, I think it's, um, I think it's probably at Augusta national. So. Yeah. And, 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 and with that, with him being the best all time, I mean, it's, it's hard to uh, obviously you can argue anything and we do as sports fans, but when just how much he changed the game of golf too. I mean, that, 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 that's kind of my, you know, I love Jordan. I love LeBron, but uh, you know, LeBron wore 23 because of Jordan and uh, everybody's out there buying Jordans. They're not really buying LeBron's. Now granted people are buying LeBron's shoes, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they they call it the Tiger Tax. Uh, every yeah. the PGA Tour guys do. It's like you ask any given PGA Tour guy who's around forty years older, toward the twilight of their career, like, well, Dustin Johnson now. I mean, it's right, he's on live now, but you know, I think he made like probably a career like on course earnings of seventy or eighty million. Without Tiger, without what Tiger did to the sport, that's probably thirty or forty. I mean. He he revolutionized the purses in sports because in in golf because he made it so massive appealing so fast and you know some of the stats you hear you know just randomly sometimes it just about him or just insane you know the the number of cuts he made consecutively I forget what that is but it's an insane number of consecutive tournaments without missing a cut um, that one's pretty insane um, and just the just the pure consistency I mean. In 2000, he won like, you know, he won four in a row. Um, you know, if you look at his stats from the year 2000, it's just he won the Pebble Beach when the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach, I think it was 2000. I think he won by like four, he won by like the U.S. Open by like like, like 14 strokes or something. Like the fact <laughs> it was like, it was just insane. Maybe it wasn't 14. Yeah. It, was like, it was an insane amount. And there's just, there will never be that type of dom- dominance because I, I think not just because of the, the um the physical abilities but the but just the mental mindset that in the focus that he has is just is just uh it's it's unmatched and you know it's it's you hear people talk about him back then you know the other golfers talk about how he was it just wasn't you know he's just a machine and robotic and you know he never didn't talk to anyone he was just there to just there to kill right and just week on week out and and when he came back, what's kind of cool to see is he's taking a lot of the young guys under his wing and you see him smiling, right? Um, yeah. You see him smile. You never saw that before. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's fun to see. And, and that's what I think he said today in his interview. I saw it about 30 seconds of it. But, um, you know, he said, you know, I'm just happy to be able to play, happy to be alive and happy to play golf, be able to play golf with, with Charlie, with his kid, and happy to, you know, be out here and just be out here, period. Um and that was never enough before, right? Um, yeah, no. He, he said, he, he, in a famous interview with Curtis Strain, like 99 or something like that, he's like, I'd never want to be second place. And and I think a lot of the other, that offended a lot of the other golfers, like, oh, well, you'll learn. And he's like, no, I, I don't want to be, I don't ever want to be second place. Don't want to accept it. Yeah. Don't want to ever be, I'm not interested in second place, which is 
which is crazy. It's like, look at what the person is for second place in the masters of speech. <laughs> if you want yeah. me to take some of that, I can pay some of my student loan off. So <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, but just, you know, that mindset and it, yeah, I mean, you know, but see, these are the kind of stories that kind of come full circle every year at the masters. Right. Um, you get the, you know, you get the Rory story, every, you know, trying to, trying to make the grand slam, you get the tiger story. Cause this is tiger's place. Right. Um, yeah. Jack's always there. Um, before Arnold Palmer passed away, he and he and uh, Jack and Gary Player would would take the first celebratory tee shot on Thursday morning. The Champions Dinner, um, just you know, it, it just kind of brings everything uh, full center. So and and um, another one to watch is from the Live Tour would be uh, Sergio Garcia. Sergio's fiery, and he actually finally won a few years a few years back. Um, and he actually gets to play because of his, because he is champions. He's a past champion. Um, okay. If you saw any fireworks, you know, you, you'd see him from him. Um, so keep an eye on him. I don't think he's playing particularly well lately, but then again, you don't know how any of these guys are playing because it's just, it's, there, there's no basis, <laughs> right? It's like Brooks yeah. Kepka won last week at Orlando, um, but they're playing on resort courses, right? So it's like, um, could, you know, Cam Smith hasn't played particularly well on, on live, but you know, he could win this week. He's just might not have just been, you know, just been kind of getting up to speed. So um, a lot to, a lot to watch for, for sure. I think um, you haven't asked this question, but I'll, I'll go ahead and, and, and get into this. The other big thing before I forget is the, yes. is the, is the equipment rollback. Um, that's okay. the, 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 the big discussion lately is that, uh, they're hitting it too far. And that's been a discussion for the last 10, 20 years, right? The problem with it is that technology is getting better. These athletes are getting better. They're hitting the ball further. They're, the problem is with – that's one thing in, in, in other sports, right? You know, on a basketball court, it's all relative, right? It's like, well, they, people get better, absolutely. Athletes get better. But it's just it's, – it's all just part of the competition. The problem when you're on a static playing field of a golf course is that – you can only go so much further and it changes the, the architecture and the, the, the intended play of the course. Right. Um, whereas, you know, a, a, a par five hole, for example, is, is designed to put you up against water and, and test you and make you decide where you want to go for a certain shot. If you're hitting it over all of those hazards and just blasting over all of the, that, because it was designed 30, 40, 50, hundred or hundred years ago, You've you've kind of made the course obsolete, right? And that's what these guys are running up against. For example, Augusta National is a really really good example of this. So this year um, they've they've kind of altered several holes over the last decade to to make it longer, right? Um, hole 13 is probably one of the most famous holes uh, in all of golf. Um, it's a par five, and it's it's a real test. And you know it's a far it's a par five, but in the last few years, you've seen guys, you know, hitting second shot pretty easily into the green with, with, yeah. with wedges. Right. Uh, and a wedge is your, is a, is a easy hit shorter club. Um, so, you know, you're, you know, they're hitting it from 150 yards out in their second shot, uh, which is just, you know, back in the day, you'd see guys hitting them to hit three, four irons or three woods from, from the, the fairway at their second shot in. And it plays like a true par five. Right. Uh, and you don't have to make that choice. You know, should I lay up or should I go for it? Well, um, that doesn't make for much of a shot. So this year, Augusta National doesn't have any real issues about running out of money, right? So they, the fun thing with Augusta National is they can buy adjacent properties and just keep expanding and making the holes longer to some oh, degree. Okay. Um, and so they actually moved the tee box for hole 13 back about 35 yards. Um, so that'll be something to watch for this weekend. Um you know, because it'll really change the way that whole 13 plays. And it'll probably bring it back to where it played, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Um, you know, guys are going to have to hit some some different irons in there. And a lot of guys, I think, are going to probably lay up. But that'll be something to watch for. And so what what they did a couple months ago, they, they announced um, the USGA, uh, the U.S. sanctioning body announced that in a few years they're considering a rolling they're considering rolling back the balls the the golf ball, um, and they can do that just by you know making the sanctioned ball for the highest level of play 
not go as far, right? But metrics and certain tests where if you hit the ball at a standard with you know, a certain mile an hour, it should only be graded to go so far. Um, so, and, and by rolling that back, it would roll back, you know, I think they say 10 to 15. I've heard other people say it'd be more like 15 to 20 yards. Um, the problem with doing that, obviously, is there are golf ball companies like Titleist and TaylorMade and, and so on. And there are, there are also a lot of talks about rolling back equipment. And that's kind of how, you know, they used to play with persimmon wood drivers, right? And, and there wasn't so much forgiveness. And, and that's part of undeniably why things are going so far right now, in addition to a lot of things. Um, but, you know, as you can probably imagine, you tell these mega um, equi golf equipment companies, club companies and everything that you're going to roll back their equipment, they, they don't like it, right? So it's, it's a it's a huge uphill battle to climb. Um, but they just announced that they're considering this rollback of the, the golf ball. Um, so that's been kind of the scuttle over the last few weeks. Um, so that's, that's another thing to watch for and, and that you'll hear a lot of talk about is the debate over, um, you know, length and, and rollback and all that. And it, it gets into a lot of things, right? It gets it back into conservation too. Um, these golf courses are becoming used to be five, 6,000 yards, becoming seven, 8,000 yards just to be a competitive championship course. And you got to think about how much more water that consumes to water these things in the, in the, in the summer months and how much more maintenance and how many more fossil fuels it takes to maintain all this. So, um, so it's, it's a big debate. I think where you'll see it manifest this week, uh, and the thing to watch for this week with the debate is the, um, the 13th hole and, and just to see how much it affects. And hopefully you'll see some of those guys hitting four irons and maybe some three, four, five irons into that, that whole 13. So that 13th green. So I, uh, we've, we've talked about, I, I asked you to look for, I just want to clarify your favorite for this tournament is, are you going to go Scheffler again? I know you're mentioning Rom. Or am I going to go Rory? Are you going to go Rory? Am I going to predict the glance? Am I going to predict the grand slam? That's what I want to. I want. I want to hold hold you accountable. You you tried to put me on record, huh? Yeah. The internet is an ink, as they say. You know. I'll say this. I think Rory gets it done. I'm going to okay. go Rory. So you're not going to go with Scheffler, who you picked last year and has been pretty much on fire this year, huh? You know, everything tells me it's going to be Scheffler. And that's why I just, like, I don't trust my I don't trust myself on Augusta picks. <laughs> and so it's like, um, I think I, yeah, no, I, 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 it's that, that's why it's like my head says pick Scheffler. Um, so it's like, stay away from your head. Don't try to predict this thing. Just pick, try to pick the, try to predict the thing you won't have happen. Um I really, I, I really want, I, it would be great to see Rory win it. Um, I don't, you know, now that I'm saying that he probably won't. Um, <laughs> I suppose it won't happen. I'd love to see Spieth get back there too. Um, Max Homa is a, num a name to watch. He's been playing well lately. He's I think he's 25 to one. Um, so watch him. I, I, he's, he's won a couple times in the last six months. He can, he, he's got the game for it here. He's just got to, He's just got to put it together. I think he's. I think Max Home is a name that you're going to see on the doorstep uh, of of majors. I think to come for the next the next three or four tournaments. So uh, we we've talked a lot about the. I mean, classic names, if you will, and the current you know top stars. Any uh, any young golfers to pay attention to? I mean, you just mentioned Homa. Um. Yeah, I and mean, Max Home is a younger guy. I think younger uh really younger i mean there's a 19 year old in the in the field that's an amateur grants i think gordon Sargent is his name he's from vanderbilt I, I haven't seen him play i guess he's the real deal um 19 gordon, 19 he's at, i think he's at vandy uh gordon Sargent. i think um I, I i saw he's playing yesterday with like he's playing with justin thomas and somebody else um i wouldn't be surprised to see him make the make the cut um, uh, according to, you know, what people have been saying, saying he's pretty, he's, he plays pretty well there. Um, I, I think as far as like dark, dark horses go, um, looking at, I was looking at the, 
looking at the uh, the betting odds. You get like fifty to one. Guy named Seamus Power. Um, that's a name. That's a name. What watch watch Seamus Power. Um, Tom Hoagie uh, is another name. He's he's at a T, he's from TCU. He's not young. Um, he's kind of come on lately. Um, he could play all right. Uh, those are some, I mean, those are really, really low odds guys. Um, those aren't younger guys, but I think, you know, the, the one, the amateur name to watch would be, would be Gordon Sargent. I think there's Joaquin Neiman's a big name, but he's, he's a big name now. He's at live now. Um, he's, uh, he's been on the, he was on the tour for a, a lot of years. He's, he's still pretty, pretty darn young. Um, He's obviously one to watch, but I don't think he's a dark horse by any means. Um, but yeah, those are the guys. Those are the guys I would watch. Are, are there uh, anybody from uh, the great state of Washington, which we are both in different parts of the state, but well, similar but different towns? Uh, anybody from the great state of Washington that will be in the tournament? Kyle Stanley is not. Kyle Stanley is generally has been in a lot of majors in the last 10 years, was actually in, I'd call it in contention in the Masters back in like 2018, 2019. He's not in the field this week. Joel Damon, our beloved um, Joel Damon from Clarkston, uh, who via U- University of Washington, um, is not in the field. Um, the other one I think is you know you might check on andrew putnam who's been playing decently lately um he's from he's also from tacoma gig harbor area um he played he went to pepperdine kyle stanley went to clemson um i don't think either of them are in the field um joel damon's not the only one that might be i think is andrew putnam um Okay. Okay. So we got, we got Putman on our, uh, on our favorites board. Uh, we talked earlier a lot about traditions uh, that are unique to Augusta, but what are your favorite masters traditions? I mean, you mentioned a bunch of them, but do you have a particular favorite? Um, do I have a favorite or tradition or lore? You know, we, we talked about a lot of them, obviously. I mean, here's what it is for me. I mean, you know, I just remember, I remember growing up watching Sunday afternoons. And I think I'm not going to give Jim, Jim Nance the credit here because Jim Nance in golf is, is another Jim Nance that I'm not a huge fan. <laughs> Jim Nance drives me crazy in golf. Um, Hello, but, friends. Yeah. You know, but, you know, just the whole turning on the TV and, you know, the broadcast and, and everything else just makes it, you know, makes it an amazing experience. I mean, for me, that's it, right? Um, unfortunately, I don't know why they didn't reschedule it this. They didn't reschedule Easter this year, um, or reschedule the Masters. One of the two, because um, one of the two is going to in, going to interfere with with the other one with two little kids and, and it being Easter Sunday. Yeah, that's um, true. Because it usually is not on. I can't remember the last time it was on Easter Sunday, to be honest. Um, I could be. I might want to fact check me on that. I mean, I, obviously, it's been on well, Easter I, Sunday I, before, but I usually remember it on opening day weekend and on the champion uh, college basketball championship weekend. So, yeah. like in theory, and WrestleMania weekend falls on that weekend too. So. Yeah, I don't know. So it seems like this one's pushed out this year for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, I I like um, I I just like the whole Sunday. I think the Sunday the sun the moving day is great too. Saturday is great too. Um, I just love Saturday and Sunday at the Masters are great. Um, watching put on the green jacket's great. Um, Dustin Johnson's probably the emotion the most emotionless robotic. Uh, person <laughs> athlete out there to his credit because golf is um i've got a lot of problems when it comes to golf with my game but i think the biggest and chief among them is my the, the the six inches between my ears because i'm a i'm a head case once i get out there right um, <laughs> but i think you know you know dustin johnson's ability to be a robot and turn it off is 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 a skill and an asset for him 
Um, I don't think he gets much gets emotion emotional about much of anything in life. Watch his interview when he won the Masters and put the green jacket on. Um, that's what it means to these guys. Uh, so I mean, you know, he just couldn't could hardly talk and was was choked to tears. But um, I think that seeing the seeing the Masters champion put on the green jacket and uh, the, the the top amateur gets to go to Butler Cabin too. Um, and it just the theater of it, that, that, that final couple hours of it is great. When, when, so when, when Jordan Spieth collapsed uh, in 2016 and, and hit it in the water and all that, he had won the year before. And so he, he had that meltdown and then he had to go into Butler cabin like 10 minutes later and put the jacket on the winner. Um, <laughs> talk about brutal right and then um you know it's you know it's just just part of that lore is just like it's just like i can't believe this is gonna have to happen like yeah, i can't believe jordan speed's gonna have to go, like pull himself together and like walk into the butler cabin right now and give somebody else the trophy basically um but yeah i mean just that whole process and and um i think that's that's it for me i mean i it's it's on my but like i said it's on my bucket list but um I think just being able to watch it on TV and, and, and watch everything play out is, is, is probably the best tradition for me. Well, that's great to hear. Anything else that you want to add regarding that's it. who you got, who you got, who I got. Yeah. Well, obviously very, uh, not as much researched as you, but which is good. Uh, you know, I try and get too cute sometimes. You know, so a, a younger me. Pat Perez like, is not in the field. Yeah, Pat Perez. You know, it's Jordan sponsorship, so that's garbage. I'm going to go with a guy like Scheffler. He's just he's yeah. just rolling right now. And, you know, it's uh, – I want to see if that can I, – I think that can continue. You know, and I, he doesn't seem too worried about the live guys either from what I've no. seen. So I'm going Scheffler just based on how well he's playing. Now, granted, traditionally, doesn't really matter. But, I mean, we've seen guys, you mentioned it earlier, somebody in 2000 was rolling. And I can uh, kind of see that. Obviously not as dominant as Tiger, but, hey, I'm going to go Scheffler. It's, I mean, I think that's the biggest factor is how you're playing. I mean, it's, it's – um... And that's why that's why Sheffield was so obvious last year. It's just he was so he was just in his his zone. Uh, you know, going back to the question you asked a few ago, young names to watch for. Cam Young um, is a name. He's at a Wake Forest. He's been on tour a few years, and he's been he's gotten second place in a couple of majors. So he's not under the radar, but Cam Young is definitely, I mean, kind of the preeminent younger guy to watch. I think I think he'd be in there. If he were last year, I'd say Will Zalatoris too, um, but Will sort of had Will Zalatoris has had some injuries and some 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 things he's recovering from. So, um, yeah, I mean that's the the safety pick definitely. I, I think I think uh, Scheffler's a good pick. I, you know, my heart really really wants wants Rory to do it. Um, so I think I'm trying to will him to victory from Shahalis, but you know, we'll see. <laughs> The other thing to watch for is uh, I didn't see that. So the, the champions dinner is hosted uh, at, at the clubhouse by the prior year's champion and the prior year's champion picks the menu. Um, and I didn't see, I don't know if you saw it. I, I didn't see Scotty Scheffler's from Texas. Um, I didn't see what was on the menu. I'm sure it was like burgers or something, sliders or something. Yeah. Like I heard, that. I heard there were some, uh, sliders uh let me see here i i, I had it up <clears throat> that's always that's always a fun tradition to track too i mean i mean i can't imagine being a fly on the wall in that room but so the, this is uh and you're right it is happening today cheeseburger sliders served scotty style whatever that means firecracker shrimp with sweet thai chili and sriracha mayo tortilla soup with avocado, crispy blue tortilla strips, sour cream, cilantro, and lime. A Texas ribeye steak or blackened redfish. Family-style mac and cheese. Jalapeno cream corn. Fried Brussels sprouts. Boy, they're not messing around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he wants to 
he he's gonna not eat much and let all his uh, opponents eat a ton of this stuff. And then my personal favorite, a warm chocolate chip skillet cookie with milk and cookies ice cream. Whatever milk and cookies ice cream is, it just sounds That's delicious. Awesome. And apparently, like there's guys who won't who don't ever eat the like the meal of to, to, like, that's being served. Like you can order. I mean, if you're a past Masters champion, you can do whatever you want, I guess. But like, <clears throat> like they order like pasta, like from the from the kitchen. It's like, <laughs> like well, that's quite the power move. That is that is kind of a um... like a like Jack shows up. He's like, hey, can I get some? Can I get some mac and cheese? <laughs> yeah see that's what that's what i would be that that meal sounds delicious yeah it's, it's interesting when like um hideki matsuyama wanted a few years ago uh and just seeing you know different cultures and there's a lot of different cultures and backgrounds who have won the masters and seeing what the looking back historically at the at the champions dinner menu is also also fun so ah well that is a uh but a, a cool tradition, and uh, also, uh, I hope you are able to enjoy watching uh, the tournament this weekend. You too. You too. Well, yes. Yeah. Thank you very much for joining me. Yeah. No, absolutely. I hope everyone enjoys the Masters, and we'll, we'll have to we'll have to come on. I'll, I think the next one next will be the PGA Championship. So, um, you know, if I can, if if our if my people can talk to your people again, hopefully we can we can make something well, happen. Yeah, my people will see how this rates. No, no, no. We'll we'll definitely have you on. Because we, we we got we got to have the majors on. You know, golf is uh, golf is one of the uh, it's one of our major sports. You know, as 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 much as some of us on this call try and fight it, but uh, it, it is a major sport. It is, Tim. It is. All right. Well, I hope everyone enjoys Masters Week and uh, has a has a very very happy Easter. Thanks again to Alan Unzelman for joining us, dropping some golf and master's knowledge, though I think we pressured him into his master's pick. I'm, uh, we'll give him a mulligan, a tradition in golf, right? I don't think he wants Rory. I really think he was leaning towards Scotty Scheffler. Well, we shall see. We will all know on Monday, as long as there's not any bad weather, but I don't think there is. We'll all know Monday if Alan's prediction is right, if my prediction is right, or if your predictions are right. I guess we won't really know. But anyway, I'm Tim Kelly, and this is Courts and Fields.